When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm, Brown & Crouppen, sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Welcome back. Ryan Kelly, morning after, here from Salt and Smoke at Ballpark Village for TMA Day at the ballpark. Welcome in, friends. 314-881-TMA5 is how you can text into the EDF group text inbox. The Design Air Heating and Cooling email today will come your way in a half hour. The morning after at InsideSTL.com. Send your emails in and compete against the greats and sign up to be the TMA Listener of the Month. Brought to you by Milagro Tequila. Welcome to a brighter side of tequila with Milagro. TMASTL.com is where you can go to sign up for the fun and games. It's TMA Day at the ballpark and TMA Lister of the Month. All available at TMASTL.com. Milagro Tequila, welcome to a brighter side of tequila with Milagro. Cardinals and Giants getting underway, Doug, in three hours. And uh, you're expecting a Jim Dandy, you said. I would think, as well as the Redbirds are playing, you know, there's a, a big push to get out of the worst record in the National League. So I, I would think, yeah, the place will be packed and it'll be a barn burner. What I like, Doug, is that they just fight every game. Mm -hmm. Like it's lose. their last. Yeah. Oh, right. They're, yeah, they're really bad. They're playing with a lot of energy right now. <laughs> so we like the over or the under of eight? The oh. wind calmed. The wind, but it's blowing out still. Now it's more out of the, the north to northwest, right but it is out. Out, Doug. Do you think that benefits the left-handed hitters? Short portion right today. Ooh, yeah. Can we catch a homer? Oh, Bill. I is that it. where we're sitting? Right field. Yeah. I throw it back and protest. You would protest. <laughs> if a giant hits it, you throw it back. You wouldn't keep a souvenir. Of a giant. I'd give it to a kid. Have you ever caught a ball in a game? Yeah, actually, me and. Ken, I think you were there too, Doug. It was spring training. Um, caught a foul ball, and I actually did hand it to a kid. You did? Yeah, that's the only time I've ever gotten a ball. And it wasn't really caught. It was more rolled to my section. Oh. You know what I mean? That counts. Yeah. I thought it did too. I have no interest in a, a foul ball. Really? A home run ball. Unless it's going to be worth something. Yeah. No, it's, still, it's cool to like when it happens and you grab it. You know, I just right. get hit in the face though. I would not be able to catch that. Yeah, people all, often try to catch it with their hand, and the seams will slice your hands up real good. Yeah, it, people take some hits <laughs> for oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, it used to be more so before they put all the uh, the fencing up there. You know, the netting up between. Did you see, third base and the outfield line? Did you see John Sterling get hit with the baseball while he's calling yes. the Yankees game? Mm -hmm. It was unbelievable. He goes, "Ow, <laughs> ow, that hurt." <laughs> He kept going, too. He kept broadcasting the well, game. Yeah, it must not have hurt that bad. Oh, God. That looked like he like, slapped on his table and hit him right in the head. Oh, yeah. that looked Probably painful. Probably a shiner. I would have went home. <laughs> that would have been all, all she wrote for you. Put down the headset. Harry Carey used to dangle a, a big fishing net outside the, the broadcast booth, and he would try to catch them when they went back there. It was a, kind of a good shtick. Yeah, and then he would broadcast topless. Well, um, once, he and Jack Buck both were in the features like at Wrigley Field. Uh, breaking news, uh, Cardinal lineup out. Doug, you want to take a guess what the Cardinal lineup? I know you oh, love a good guessing okay. game. Okay. Uh, the, the, the giant pitcher's right-handed. Sometimes that affects it. We don't know. There's no way to find Hold out. On. Okay. Uh, your phone right in front of you. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. All right. This is Looking. a great segment. Got to go through the face ID, <laughs> passcode. ESPN. I forget who's pitching for the Giants. Today's pitcher for the Giants is Anthony Descalafani. <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
<laughs> what a tribute to Iggy is he's down there smoking. Is he on your yeah. is he on your daily fantasy sports roster? Doug, uh, did you draft a daily fantasy team? Disclafani, I think, is how he says it. Anthony Disclafani. Well, he's a right hander. He's been way. around a while. Yeah. Doug with the Reds at yeah. one point. Yeah. Oh, I think they'll probably. I, I, you're talking about the Redbird lineup now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whose lineup are you talking about? The Cardinals. <laughs> Uh, I think probably Donovan's probably. Yes. Okay. Wow. Okay. All right, here we go. Donovan and Goldschmidt. Yes. And will they let Gorman play? Yeah, probably. Gorman third. Oh, my God. Doug, you're three for three. Okay, then Arnado fourth. Four for four, DHing, by the way. Ooh. Oh. So Gorman is playing third. Okay. Uh, gosh, I guess it's. Yes, it's going to be Contreras again. Fifth. No, I'm sorry. Oh, they moved him out of there, have they? He is not participating Walker. today. So there oh, is a significant hit. It Walker. is Walker. Oh, is it really? Yeah. What a treat for TMA Day at the ballpark. He is Hell hitting yeah, above dude. seventh or eighth. Jordan Walker is protecting Nolan Arenado and starting in left field today. How All about right. that? Love that. Good. And he's batting fifth. That's correct. Uh, Burleson. We will not get a chance to see oh, him today. No. We will not get a chance to see him today. Maybe late game situation. Ideally. Con Contreras sixth. Uh, he is not playing today. Oh, you said he was not playing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, gosh. Not you suck at this I, game, I'm trying to think who else would deserve to bat sixth. Well, deserve is such a, <laughs> yeah. it's you a got tough word. Edmund and DeYoung and, and, and uh, Kisner. Yeah. Uh, uh, you've named the players minus the guy who is batting sixth and playing right field. <laughs> and playing right field, Carlson. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. DC. And then DeYoung, then Kisner, then Edmonds in center. So okay. Tommy Edmonds in center. And that rounds out your lineup. So the first time they've trotted this group out uh, mm -hmm. in this order. I'm smelling the over. I'm, I'm now smelling, you're on the over. I'm smelling the over. Eight. Big day for uh, Jordan Walker. Yeah. Big day for Nolan Gorman. Yeah, it's going to have to be the over. You know what I'm smelling is that stank from the bottom of that lineup, though. Oh, oh, hey, come on. Might be a tough one. I do like Walker hitting fifth, but, man, that makes the bottom half look horrible. Oh, uh, if it could cash in the first or second inning. And then we're just free rolling, and oh we're going to pink slip with all kinds of cash. Then it's going to the pink slip. Uh, if, <laughs> if, if, if the over hits, we're all going. <laughs> Guys, that Walker spot in the order proves that Bowtie listens to the show, and he fears the wrath of Plowsy. That's from mm -hmm. Mrs. Janie Shanahan. I can actually say this with confidence. He doesn't listen to the show. He'd never listen to anything I say, and he shouldn't listen to anything <laughs> I say. But you aren't wearing the Dexter Fowler jersey. Yeah, what about that? And the Fowler jersey. One of those old, uh, you know, one of the many shark. great signings. My Cecil jersey was in the wash. <laughs> what about your Mike Leake jersey? And I already put the Miller jersey in a shadow box, so it's like, <laughs> I guess I'll go Fowler. Uh, guys, won't the walrus people just use their washed-out helmet nacho helmet to catch a foul ball? That's from the Lake St. Louis... Island well, could. Boy. That's a good idea. Have you ever seen that, Doug? I witnessed it twice. Someone so washing out the helmet? Washing out the helmet in the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you want to keep the helmet, you don't want to keep that all the sauce and everything Stoppins. in it while you hold on to it for two hours, do no, you? No, I definitely recommend clogging a sink with <laughs> chips and jalapenos <laughs> and sour cream because well, you want to wear a, to a Just wear helmet. the helmet with all the stuff in it. You can't. <laughs> Just be an Jeez. adult. Take a napkin to it, wipe it off, and... Just put it on. Who cares? A little dried-up cheese ain't going to hurt anybody. Oh, you don't want dried-up cheese on your head? I ate kettle corn out of my hat at the rodeo the other day. Put that off. I, I really did. You were in Hillsboro. <laughs> I kind of felt right at home. Yeah, when in Rome. Uh, we are at Salt and Smoke, but I am still going to tell you about heavy smoke, Doug. I feel okay. like it doesn't necessarily no. seem ethically right, but no. I do what uh, I need to do. Yeah. Uh, Chris Schaefer competes almost every weekend around the country in the biggest <laughs> so. barbecue competitions. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is my uh, ex-wife. Yeah, I know she's... I haven't seen her in a while. Hi, how are you? Let me introduce you. Hey. <laughs> Chris Schaefer competes almost every weekend around the country in the biggest barbecue competitions. He's a three-time world champion. If he were a Cardinal, he would be Albert Pools. Heavy smoke is right off I-70 in St. Peter's. At the Cave Springs exit on the Outer Road, Chris's meat is the most succulent. Doug, you like that word now. Yeah, succulent. I don't mind it, yeah. I'm okay with this. Slow cooked, perfect party in your mouth you've ever experienced. Homemade sides. He is a barbecue genius. Let him cater your party. Go to heavysmokebbq.com. That's heavysmokebbq.com.
Evergreenwealth.com. Jackson, tell the people about Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Great communicator, Tim. Thank you. It's simple as that. I mean, I could end it right there, but I won't. I'll tell you a little bit more. Doug, there's a lot of financial advisors out there who have the expertise that have the knowledge. And Mark has all of that. He has it in spades. He's great. But what he does, what separates him from the competition is his way he conveys that message to his clients. I remember before my first call with Mark Hanna, I was like, I don't even know what I'm going to say. I don't know anything about my finances. How could you know? I was Wouldn't know. I was 22. Trust fund guy. Trust fund guy. I was, I was 22 or 23 years old. <laughs> I got on the phone with Mark Hanna, and the way he explained it, we talked about life. And in that discussion about life, we talked about finances, and then we set up a custom plan for me that works for me. And if I know if I have to make an adjustment, I can down the road. And I, that's exactly why I work with Mark Hanna. It's exactly why you should work with Mark Hanna. Did he tell you how to hack into your parents' account and just gut it? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a strategy I should employ? Uh, well, it could be as a trust fund, baby. <laughs> Put it all on black, baby. 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. And uh, once you hack into your parents' account... Uh, and just bleed it dry. <laughs> Take that money it. to Glenn Betts Jewelers. That's a good idea. <laughs> a Cuban link. In business in St. Louis since 1941, operated by the third and fourth generation of the Betts family. The Glenn Betts difference is you are served personally, not sold. Glenn Betts Jewelers develops relationships through generations of your family, too. They get to know your likes, lifestyle, and who and what you love. The three L's. It's GlennBetsJewelers.com, G-L-E-N-N-B-E-T-Z, Jewelers.com, located one mile east of 270 on Manchester and De Pere. In the jewelry business, there is good, better, and then there is Betts. The Betts family passion for serving their customers has been passed down from generation to generation. It's Glenn Betts Jewelers, GlennBetsJewelers.com. Uh, Doug, quite a development here in the uh, New York Post. Uh, these uh, these TikTokers are just taking it to another level. You know, I like to watch moms and their daughters dance, and I think it's fun. Mm. I really do. Uh, but also on TikTok, uh, we have this. And in van, too. A Belgian man pulled off the prank of a lifetime when he faked his own death and showed up to his funeral by stepping off a helicopter instead of being carried out of a hearse. So. TikToker David, do you pronounce it Bairton? Yeah, usually. Yeah. David Bairton, along with his wife and children, decided to orchestrate the pseudocide to prank loved ones and see who actually cared about him. Oh, oh my God, bad that idea. sounds awesome. Bad, bad idea. <laughs> to spread the news of Bairton's death, one of his children took to social media and wrote a tribute to her father. Rest in peace, Daddy. I will never stop thinking about you. Why is life so unfair? Why you? You were going to be a grandfather, and you still had your whole life ahead of you. I love you. We love you. And we will never forget you. Of course, the daughter knew he was still alive. The fake funeral, which was held near the city of... Do you say Liege or Liger? Usually Liege. Last weekend was attended by dozens of friends and family members dressed in black waiting for the ceremony to begin until they were met with the landing helicopter. The, quote, dead man alongside a camera crew hopped out of the helicopter as he greeted his mourners with, Cheers to you all and welcome to my funeral. Some were relieved. Others were confused and stood there. Yeah, that's the appropriate response. <laughs> was anyone furious? Yeah, I would, I would whoop this dude's head for the whole Saturday, right? Like A small number of funeral goers were less than pleased. <laughs> that's what to say. Which forced the TikToker uh. to explain himself, saying he did it because he didn't like the treatment his family and friends were giving him. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you giving me the business? I'm going to hold a funeral. Quote, what I see in the family often hurts me. I never get invited to anything. Nobody sees me. We all grew apart. I felt unappreciated. And that's why I wanted to give them a life lesson and show them that you shouldn't wait until someone's dead to meet up with them. Barton has 165,000 followers and has claimed some loved ones have reached out to him since the prank, adding it only proves who really cares about me, those who did not come to contact me. So in a way, I did win. 
Doug, there wow. he is. Yeah, you can't I, lose games and still he, win. He, he declared himself the winner. <laughs> he did. Uh, shades of Albert Brooks uh, having a fake funeral and curb your enthusiasm. Doug, was that uh, episode one of season 11? I don't, I don't know yeah. when it was. Yeah. So did John Raphael on Parks and Rec. Yeah, he did. He called their plot, Hawk. I guess Bend he thought... Bend over me to jail, <laughs> He, he <laughs> thought everyone was going to be so happy that he was still alive that he'd get a big ovation. Or right. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. But instead, when he showed up, he realized some people did not show up for his funeral. Right. And then some people were unhappy with him for faking his death. And he says that proves he was right. Right. Yeah, that's, okay. that's the way to get to your family. When you're pissed off your family's not paying attention to you, then you die <laughs> and then say, just kidding. Oh, we love you now, Daddy. Your daughter gave you a nice little write-up on Facebook. This is when you, you bought know, a helicopter though. for all this? That's right, that's right. Yeah, that seems, this is a pricey fake death because you probably paid for the funeral, too. You think anyone's ever paid for their own funeral? Uh, they, you can buy pre-funerals. Yeah, I think you can enough. buy it before you die. That's a thing. Well, if I fake my death, you would never see me again. I would just go someplace. I'd be out of debt, and I'd just go find some place to live. Where would you go? Well, Where I don't know if you'd be out. I mean, mm. yeah, I guess you would be out of debt or handed to some family member. That's a nice <laughs> gift. You're in a lot of debt now, are you? <laughs> you have a lot of debt? <clears throat> not really. All right. Well, that's <laughs> not a thing, then, I guess. <laughs> So where would you go? Where would you go to hide? Barbados? Key West. That would be where you go. That's a lot. That's where you'd go. I yeah. think people might see you in Key West. You'd oh, sooner or later, you'd run by someone that you would know. Yeah, I do, know some people. I do know some people live down there. So. If there's anyone that would blend into Key West, it would be Iggy yeah. for sure. Those would be your people down there, but sooner or later, someone would be on vacation or something. You'd be spotted there. You have to go somewhere more remote. If you're going to run away from this massive debt you've built up. Those are my peeps. No, I know like four or five people live in Key West, so I just have to let them in on the uh, prank. So you can live with them in their basement or something. <laughs> well, they don't have basements live Key on the West. beach. No, they do not. You can't just live on the beach. I'm sure you can. Where? On you the said, beach? You said you were going to do that in Jamaica. You said you were just going to stay and live on the beach. You can't do that. Walk around the sand all the time, well, like a seagull. If, if there's one place, <laughs> if there's one place, for food. if there's one place, yeah, you see a picture of me we'll trying to grab, fries. Some, <laughs> grab a piece of bread from yeah. a seagull. You can't live like that, dude. Hey, that's mine. Um, Hallover Beach has a uh, it's a nude beach, but it has a shower. <laughs> that's, in the Miami, that's in the Miami I mean, area. Yeah, that's that not Key West. Florida. Behind the I beach. I love how the shower is like a great addition. The yeah, back, that'll, that'll the back of the beach, there's I all hope. kinds of bushes. Mm. That's where the, the voyeurs take pictures. That's where you would live. Yeah, well, at night, at night, I would just crawl under the bush and sleep, and then in the morning, take a shower uh, outside. And then there's people on the beach who the nudists are very friendly. They bring coolers with booze and food. Mm -hmm. You just munch, you know. Cozy up to one of them and start talking and sandwich, sure. And you beer, could, yeah, you sure. Sustain and yourself I eat and drink all day and then shower back into the bushes. Back long, the next day. Long term, that would work. Every day, same thing. So there's a group of like 15 to 20, completely naked, eating like tuna sandwiches. Oh. Yeah, they bring they bring food and snacks and you just you know chum up to them. I mean, nudists are all nice people. Say, hey, how are you? Where are you guys mm. from? Just chat them up and sandwich, sure. There's my lunch. Watching watching fat naked people eat, <laughs> really, really got to be hot. I regret doing it, but I have to revert back to you said the voyeurs. Are there people actually randomly that aren't on the resort just taking pictures? It's not a resort; it's a public beach. Oh, okay. And technically, it's a clothing optional, mm. but everybody goes there naked. <laughs> but you can go in there with clothes; and nothing can happen. So there are some, some perverts that like get behind those bushes with cameras and start taking pictures of all the people. How about the perverts that are walking around naked? Well, that's not a pervert. <laughs> Is it like a you know what, you are so dense. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> what, what a I think burn. you could be described as a pervert if you're walking around a, a nude beach. No, you aren't. In the Miami Just because area. you don't like wearing clothes on the beach and you, it's allowed to go naked and you do and you're a pervert? Yeah, I think so. So you're calling me a pervert. Now, Iggy, well, in that case, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, if the shoe fits, but... Um, you're not a pervert if you're a nudist. Now, I have a, a question, Iggy. So you talk about not like people at the resort at Hedo don't like people who keep a item of clothing on. Well, that's a, it's a nudist area. That's well, what I meant. But for shrubs. the clothing optional, is it like Crips and Bloods to where like the clothing people like hang out on like one side of the beach and like the naked people hang out on the other? Is it like... At Hedo? No, no, no. Like, all over. 
Well, yeah, I mean, there's not going to be clothed people that are just going to come sit next to some naked people. Hey, how are you? Can I join you? They're going to sit now, take your clothes off. So it's like a seventh grade dance where like guys and girls are on each side and like it takes one person to ask for a dance and then they can kind of intermingle. I was wondering if... But I think Hallover is known as a nudist beach. So if you go, chances are okay. you've got to get naked. You don't have to. But I don't know. I would feel uncomfortable if I had clothes on next to a bunch what of naked people. What percentage of the people at Hallover Beach are naked? I mean, when I've gone, it's like 95%. Doug, is it 95%? Wow. I don't know. That is I went lot. there when I was in Miami, and I don't, I don't remember anyone being naked. I don't even remember it being considered a new On beach. Hallover? Yeah. <laughs> this is in the 80s. You're probably Should we do racing. a remote? Is it we, a remote? Could, we could go down there. I probably could. We could all be naked. No. You cleared those markets, right? <laughs> I mean, me, me, Frank Ladd, and uh, Brian Stahl did a show from Hito, and we were naked at the pool. Oh, During pick. the show? Gosh. No. Is that legal? Can you broadcast naked? Doug? I'm sure you could. Oh, I guess you could. Hell yeah, you In could. an audio medium. I if you got a nudist beach, you could. But no, we did the show in the dining room. God, and then, that'd be hot. Then we go straight oh. to the pool. In the dining room. You weren't naked in the dining room, were you? <laughs> no, close. Just funny that out of all places, they, they set you up in a dining room. Well, that was the closest place to all the outlets and network. Oh, the, yeah. I mean, we were 590, so we had, like, one plug. <laughs> <laughs> Just one plug is all you can afford? <laughs> Tony, have you ever seen a setup of one plug? Everything connected to one power source? That you can go to Goodwill and get some cheap plugs, I would think. <laughs> yeah. We got to pay for a dedicated line so we get knocked off. Dedicated line. Guys, does Mark Hanna recommend this retirement plan? Being homeless on a nude beach and committing fraud to get a credit card debt. Except that comes from gummy. It's not a bad strategy. Gummy. It's one way out, I guess. Well, I wouldn't have any money, so I wouldn't be investing anything. Uh, why do we keep asking Ken questions about hedonism in Miami when he hasn't been to either probably since 1985? That's from Dewey Oxberger. Well, I was in Miami. What were you? Jess, how long ago did you stop over in Miami? Yeah, so I was there in January. There so you go. There's so your answer. You. Uh, I bet Stully has a hog on him, right, Doug? Thanks oh, guys. Josh. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on my uh, two padre, compadres who are naked. There's a code. There's a code among nudists. <laughs> the nudist code. Well, I'm not Name the segment. The nudist code. <laughs> All I will say, I don't know how it happened, but Frank Ladd actually was whiter when he left than when he got there. I, I can I don't know if I that guy's sympathize. put it on SPF 3000. Mm. <laughs> we were in Miami on the trip. <laughs> so did women seeing you three naked and being in show business, did they just flock over to you as soon as the broadcast was over? Didn't some girls come down from Canada? The Canadian girls, yeah. Like the Canadian yeah. girls were there for it. They, yeah. they came down just for the show. So they listened to 590? <laughs> no. With your one plug? Three women in St. Louis who listen to 590, much less three internationally. Maybe 590 in Toronto, where they're from. It could have been a confused stream. No, they said they were looking for a place in Jamaica to go on vacation. Oh, okay. And they saw Hedo, and then they saw there was going to be a radio show there, and they said, let's just go. Maybe the radio show will be fun. That's why they went. And they had turned out to be cool. I think we all of us got one of them. And when you say got one of them, what do you mean? I don't know. I love that term, but... What do you mean by that? I don't think the women like that term a lot. I got one of them. (laughs) You're fishing. They were sporting. Guys, it's incredible to watch syphilis take over someone's brain live on YouTube. That's from glove blogger Tom Traven. Is it hard to understand what I'm saying? I mean, it's hard to believe it. It's not hard to hear it. I think I'm being very straightforward. Oh, dear God. A lot to work with for the uh, Design Air Heating and Cooling email today. It's going to come your way in about 10 minutes. Uh, Iggy, we are at Salt and Smoke Ballpark Village for TMA Day at the ballpark. Mm. And it's a perfect time to get an update on the Strode cast because right now uh, it is uh, what Jennings Jr. would call a Chamber of Commerce Day. Our Strode cast brought to you by Paramount Men's Medical Center to eliminate problems in the bedroom call. 314. 314- 720-8210 for a free initial consultation, free first treatment, and free gift. Uh, what are you seeing, Iggy? Because it, it looks like it's perfection. Well, what you see is what you get. Doug, Doug, Doug. There's going to be no clouds today. You won't have any cloud cover. Uh, it's going to be, during the game, it's going to be in the 70s. And it's going to get into the mid-80s later on. But while we're at the game, it's going to be in the 70s. Nice little breeze. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, enjoy it because uh, as we get later on in the week and the weekend, some rain's coming, but we are going to get back up t- to 90. Uh, so get down there to the ballpark today and uh, join us and 
It's going to be a glorious day, Tim. It does look like it's going to be perfect for TMA Day at the ballpark. That's Drogecast brought to you by Paramount Men's Medical Center. Got ED or PE? Enhance your performance in the bedroom and see instant results on your first office, office visit. Call 314-720-8210. A lot of our listeners into the game of golf, and right now is a perfect time to be playing it. You want to see improvement. It's all about the short game. You can hit the ball far, but you know you're not going to get on 18 out of 18 greens and regulations, so you're going to have to chip. You're going to have to pitch. You're going to have to get out of bunkers. How do you improve that? Well, that's where clubhouse turf comes into play. John Rahm has one in his backyard. Max Homa has a celebrity green in his backyard. And clubhouse turf is St. Louis's exclusive partner of Celebrity Greens, Golf Digest, Best in Golf, and then you call them and start improving your game today. They have fully customizable layouts from the design all the way to the speed of the green. You call them at 314-834-2339 or visit them online at clubhouseturf.com and let them know TMA sent you. Just be able to walk outside and get work in anytime you want. That's what you can have with Clubhouse Turf. Go online at clubhouseturf.com. Dot com. Let them know you're a TMA listener when you call. 314-834-2339. Absolutely phenomenal product and really the true way to improve your game and shave strokes. It's clubhouse turf. And what you need to do is think about it. Uh, Mr. Licks is texting in, I'll be at the MGM Grand in October. What are some good restaurants I should take Middle Eastern investors to? That's from oh. Mr. Licks. Sounds like he might be getting involved in live. Doug J. Monahan, yeah. however, is uh, is dealing with what the PGA Tour has announced as a medical situation, and so he is on leave one week after uh, the deal was announced with uh, the live tour and the Saudi Public Investment Fund. Uh, the PGA Tour announced Jay Monahan has let them know that he has a medical situation, and two guys have taken over for him. That's so scary that just random two dudes. What do you suppose that's all about? You think he doesn't really have a medical condition and they're forcing him out and that's the best excuse that they can come up with? Or I think that sums really it up as concisely as I would say my opinion is. Yes. He, he does not have a medical condition. I know he's in charge of Lib Golf, so they're in trouble. The John Rom thing, I don't want to dive into it. We, I mean, I know we don't have a lot of time. No, those, no, no, let's dive into it. Those I mean, comments a... were odd, man. I don't know what, they, what it meant. It kind of sounded like he was saying his farewell tour to the PGA Tour. I don't know. It just sound, it was weird. John Rom said this. Yeah, he's a very smart guy. He has a great PR team, so he doesn't say or do anything without thinking about it. And for him to say that was a little weird. What do you say? I, I forgot the. Ex I, I don't want to paraphrase. I forgot the exact. Here, I, word. I, I, let me let me give you the uh, the information because it truly was eye opening. And when you texted me about it yesterday, yeah. I, I wasn't aware of it. Uh, John Rahm did his U.S. Open press conference yesterday. He was asked how he found out about what uh, is now one of the more famous days in recent sports business history, much less golf. And uh, he said he was at home taking care of the kids. Uh, I was just having my normal morning, making coffee and breakfast. And basically, text just started flowing in. I thought my phone was going to catch on fire at one point. There were so many questions that I just couldn't answer it. It's basically what it was. I think it was the day at one point I told Kelly, my wife, that I'm just going to throw my phone in the drawer and not look at it for the next four hours because I can't deal with this anymore. Uh, this is what John Rahm had to say regarding uh, yesterday's exchange that got a lot of attention. Quote, a lot of you guys have talked about being clueless about last week's news and what the future holds going forward, a reporter started. How frustrating is that? And then Rahm butted in before the reporter could finish. Add me to that, by the way, uh, with regards to the frustration. Uh, Rom went on to say, well, there's a lot of not answered questions. It's tough when it's the week before a major. Try not to think about it as much as possible. I think it gets to a point where you want to have faith in management, and I want to have faith that this is the best thing for all of us, but it's clear that that's not the consensus. I think the general feeling is that a lot of people feel a bit of betrayal from management. I understand why they had to keep it so secret. I understand we couldn't make it through a pack meeting with more than 10 minutes after people spilling the beans right away in some article by you guys already being out there. So I get it. I get the secrecy. It's just not easy as a player that's been involved, like many others, to wake up one day and see this bombshell. 
That's why we're all in a bit of state of limbo because we don't know what's going on and how much is finalized and how much they can talk about either. It's a state of uncertainty that we don't love, but at the end of the day, I'm not a business expert. Some of those guys on the board involved in this are. So I'd like to think they're going to make a better decision than I would. But I don't know. We'll see. There's still so many unanswered questions. I think it gets to a point where you want to have faith in management, and I want to have faith that this is the best thing for all of us, but it's clear that that's not the consensus. I'd like to think they're going to make a better decision than I would, but I don't know. Uh, and then there was more. I know you try to mostly not pay attention to the noise the last couple of years, but with what happened last week, is there a part of you that's almost a bit freeing, knowing that player opinion just isn't really that important in the future? Because I'm not sure that I know how to answer that. I think to an extent they value player opinion. They've certainly hurt us throughout the whole process, but we're certainly in a spot in time where there's a big question mark, where we don't have answers we would like. It's hard to say. And then he said, what do I do? To be honest, I think a little bit more, my case, is perspective. No matter what happens, whether I agree with it or not, thanks to the PGA Tour, they gave me a platform to play golf at the highest level. And after taking advantage of that possibility, I'm in a situation where my family and my kids don't have to struggle financially ever. And I don't know how many generations I can help if I do it properly. I'm in a very high state of privilege in this world. I can do what I want. I can do what I love for a living. I have a blast every single day, even though I get mad on the golf course every once in a while. When I start with that point of view, no matter what happens, I can only be thankful. If things change, things change, I'm just, I'll have to adapt, and we'll have to make some decisions on what's going forward. I'll make some decisions. At the end of the day, I'm still very privileged, whether PGA Tour, Live Tour, Align, or not, or who plays and who likes who. It really doesn't matter. I'm happy where I am in my life, and every day in the morning when I look at my kids, I'm even more blessed in that sense. Uh, but he made it clear that if things change, things change. So, Plowhawk, you interpreted that as he might be on his way. It was the last paragraph, uh, the last little sentence, two sentences there of thanking the PGA. And there was revelations coming out before this or at, right after the merger or whatever or the takeover what, that there was a former number one player or current number one player that was in the final stages of talks with Liv. And one of the rumors and is Rom was going to go to Liv. Correct following the Masters win, and that is what led to Jimmy Dunn reaching out to Yasir Al-Ramayan, the head of the PIF. It seemed like that's what happened, and it seemed like with Rom's comment, that kind of aligns with, you know, that wasn't proven. You know, there's no proof that John Rom was going to go to live, but that certainly was the speculation coming out right after. Because the question is, so, why did it start seven weeks ago? You time out seven weeks ago, it was following the Masters, which then would correlate with the Rom rumors of going to live. And if you lose the Masters champion and the number one player in the world, at that point, God only knows who else goes, and you're already dealing with the litigation and some sponsors were pulling out of events, which really hasn't been talked about all that much, that would be the explanation for why Jimmy Dunn called Yasser Alamein at that time. So there you go. There is the, there is the theory behind it and the explanation. That's pretty wild, though, like right the week of the U.S. Open. Like, that's huge to say. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't buy that. Um, That's fine. Like I, have, said, I mean, I, I can see where you're coming from, though, but I just don't buy it. I don't. They they have had many opportunities to do this when big name players. I mean, Rom is great. You know, they lost Cam Smith, who had just won, you know, the uh, British Open and was the number one player in the world. They lost him. They didn't go to doing any negotiations. Mm -hmm. I don't. I think they did. He wasn't the number one player in the world, was he? He was number two. Cam Smith. Cam Smith. Cam, I think he was two. number two at the time. Um, yeah, but they didn't do anything. Oh, we're going to lose Cam Smith. You better do something. I think it basically they they wanted they were going to be bled dry if this lawsuit continued for two or three years. They would have been bled dry. I think that's the main reason they did it is get rid of the lawsuit. I think it was the expense of the litigation and also what would have been exposed in discovery. Yeah. I think it was those two things. So, but they were also starting to lose from the top line as some sponsors were getting irritated that they were being asked to pay more for a lesser product. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense. You yes. See, you see where they're coming from in that sense. This is wild. And then Kepka is one. I, I, I used to not like him. I am such a huge fan now. He is perfect for the media. Throwing the little see at the Travelers next yeah, week. Yeah, that. like, funny. This guy knows how to play ball. And he, know, I mean, he's in a great spot. I think he has a great shot of winning this week. Yeah. I mean, if they're gonna, the Panthers. If yeah. they're going to take care of these players that turn live down for hundreds of thousand dollars, I mean, they say they're going to put a couple billion dollars into it. Well, a billion dollars that is going to have to pay off these players that didn't go. Mm. Um, now, what are they going to do with Tiger? Tiger turned down $800 million to stay. Now, granted, he's not playing golf, but they just wanted him as a spokesperson to go over there. He turned down 800 
million. Uh, Rory said he never got offered a deal. So right, that was a big piece of news that really didn't yeah. get that much attention. That's so strange. Did they, they just thought there's no chance he's gonna switch teams? So why even throw it out there? I'm sure they did. Did JT? I mean, JT was never gonna go there. I'm, I would be shocked if he got an offer from Liv. Just Roy would fact. Roy would probably be the guy who would be like the least likely to ever go. But I'd still like it felt like they offered everybody. I don't know why they wouldn't offer Rory. Yeah, Jack Nicholas turned down $500 million to be a spokesperson for him and be part of it. Man. Um, but there, a were nice lot of, there were a lot, of, it, there were a lot of players that turned down, you know, $30 million, $50 million, $70 million. I mean, Morikawa, not Morikawa, Matsuyama, the $400 million is yeah. insane to think about. I know he's a I thought global. it was more than that. It could be more than that. I thought it was like Tiger level because of how much influence he has in Asia. In, yeah, in Asia. So if they're going to reimburse these players at some point, how they're going to do it, they haven't decided, but it's a lot of money you're going to have to give these guys. Yeah, I, I don't know how you even attack that. Doug, can you ever see a scenario where you would turn down $400, million? If someone wanted me to leave this show, I'd have to say no. There you go. <laughs> you only That's how. I'd say no Dedication, thank you. That's how. That's how. Give me a couple hundred. HD2 uh, is where it's at. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, you know, for It'd be short-sighted to take the $400 million. I agree. I think it would be. We a lot of people <laughs> wonder if HD1 will be around in three years, but HD2, mm -hmm. yeah. Because ultimately, booming. you know, if you do the math, three, three or four years, if we can just keep this going, that's worth like four or five hundred million. That's yeah, right. when you're looking at what you're going to leave on the table... I mean, no. HD2 is like kind of the cockroach of the industry where <laughs> oh. you know, an atomic bomb may take out all the FMs, but oh, you know who's going to be there? HD2. That's exactly and we're right. going to tell you how to find it. And the yep. exposure. Now, Monaghan's got a tough decision because I think most people, without looking at a lot of things, think that since now he's in charge of Live Golf, that he's going to say bye-bye, tour's over. I don't think he can do that. At the same time, they're talking about stiff fines and penalties and suspensions for the players to try and get back on tour uh, who join Liv. You can't take this whole thing over and look like the bad guy. Liv is gone, and you guys, you're two years before you can come back on the PG. You know, he can't do that. So what he does with Liv is going to be a big decision now that he's in charge of it because everybody's going to say sour grapes like we did. You, you know, you're pissed off that we took this money and we were starting to make some headway and now you closed down our tour because you're in charge of it and you took the money that we took uh, from Saudis and now you're closing us down. So he's, he's in a tough spot being in charge of that. Well, I hope he, I guess can, I'm not sure he's really in charge. Well, he's sick. Well, that's what Jimmy Dunn he's said. Got leprosy. That, that he well, I understand Jimmy Dunn said that, but, you know, if you turn on certain networks, you hear one story and you hear other networks uh, giving another story. And I just don't know how somebody can be in charge when they're not the chairman. Yasser Alamayan's the chairman, and I, you know, I, the chairman in a pecking order of a, a power chain is ahead of everybody. So that's such an odd thing to me. I don't feel like that's getting much attention either, because Yasser Alamayan and the, the Saudis are at the top of the totem pole in power. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I don't I'm, know what that means when Jimmy Dunn says he's in charge of live. You know, he's the commissioner of the PGA Tour. I'm sure there's people he's got to answer to too, but he basically makes all the decisions. Well, the people he had to answer to, he met with, and they screamed at him to resign last week in Toronto. So and that's yeah. how he got leprosy. <laughs> that's great. But we can only hope it's dry. So like I think it's a dry brand. They're really not in charge of him. This well, well, I know Adam Betts is in charge of Family Golf and Learning Center, and that gives me peace of mind when I'm out there getting my work in. Family Golf and Learning Center is a premier golfing facility for all abilities and ages. I'm out there with my five-year-old every week uh, playing that nine-hole par three. And it is absolutely playable for young kids. Plus, you can get monthly clinics, adult clinics, summer camps, and private instruction. They really have some great instructors, some great players there. Saw Bobby Gaussiggy, your buddy, uh, shot like a 64 in a yeah. Metro event on. Love Bobby Gauss. He is a player. Uh, On-course programs, ladies' leagues, couples' leagues, parent-child scramble tournaments. Family golf features a double-decker driving range. Best driving range you're going to find. If you want to play around but short on time, their par-3 course is the place for you. It's a beautiful nine-hole par three golf course. Enjoy lunch or dinner on the terrace and the wonderful patio of the back nine bar and grill. Host birthday parties, graduation parties, corporate events and clinics at Family Golf. Online at familygolfonline.com. Learn, practice, and play your best golf with Family Golf and Learning Center. We'll have the design, air, heating, and cooling email today coming your way in a matter of moments here on the program. And then at 12.15, Jordan Walker hitting fifth for the Cardinals today is they win it. What did you say? They win it today 11 to 5? Is that the deal? No, I don't think they'll score 11, Tim. What? I think I it'll be more like uh, 5 to 
three. Oh, so we're going to push on our over bet. Yeah, that'd be my guess. Five three. Depends on how early we get to the bullpen. You like that our when they bullpen. get the bullpen early. Oh, for our bull. Oh, yeah, then that's a field. Though. I don't know why, because they suck. But oh. I do believe that Montgomery will have a good game today, and they win uh, yeah. four to one. Four to one. Iggy's on the under, but he is on the Cardinals, and he will lay some runs too to get better odds. Definitely. He'll have a good game, and they'll take him out about the fifth inning. I got seven nothing Giants. He'll <laughs> be working on a one nothing shutout. We're going, on, on we're going under, and, under. and they're getting crushed, dog. No, 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 over. I don't care about the winner, just the over. Addition by subtraction, the eighty-six million dollar free agent signing is uh, not in today. The Kisner bat will be, so that'll be helpful. Jordan Walker hitting fifth, meaning he's protecting Arenado. Gets a day off from defense. Jordan Montgomery, uh, he'll give up some runs, Doug, but again, 11-5 to five your final, so the over covers, and that is, that's going to be fun for all of us betting yeah, the over. Good, good times. Uh, the Hawk is just down. The flags are uh, really not doing much of anything, slightly blowing out. And you think Nolan Gorman hits two home runs, you said? He may. Yeah, okay. he's due. Uh, yeah, he'll hit, I think he'll hit one at least. Okay, wow. Really? Yeah, I think he'll hit one today. I can bet that, too. A little yeah. anytime prop. Yeah, yeah promise, anytime prop. Promise little Jimmy in the hospital yeah. that's going to happen. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't think he'll hit two. I'll hit you one. three, big boy. He called little Jimmy big boy. Big boy. <laughs> I do it in this big guy right Can he hit one for me, babe? <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot sure. about that. Jimmy. <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for our Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day. Woot! You can always send yours in the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Jackson, did you, were you able to filter today here from Salt and Smoke? Yep. All right. Doug, this is a filtered file. Okay. So they're not vile. Don't think I'm going to make it to the old ball game today because he is going to be there. I haven't seen him in a long, long time. Ironically, it was at the old Bush Stadium. The crowd was electric. The previous year, Andy Van Slyke had hit a rare inside the park home run, so the crowd was ready for more fireworks. But the birds traded Van Slyke because that Jim Lindemann was firing on all cylinders in spring training. Now, to all the sex in the stands. Doug, what a transition that was. <laughs> yeah. Skeeter Barnes hit a towering foul ball, and we all jumped for it. But the khakied reporter had a height advantage. As he came down with it, I noticed a Miami tan and a sheepish smile. The dude knew what he was doing. It was obvious he was a good ball handler. As he handed me the ball, I said, thank you. Well, this guy had the gift of gab. He was like, you look dehydrated, buddy. As I started to answer, my mouth was filled. He had unzipped his khakis and quenched my mouth thirst with okay. the sweat of his man shaft. That's enough. Am I in the right file? I think I'm in the unfiltered file. Jackson thought that was okay to read. What did you think that was vile about it? Well, the, the, the last part, sure. When you're covering the team, you usually sit in the stands? Usually, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're one with the guys? Yeah, and just another. Right. Uh, that's uh, first name is Icy, and then the last name is a name I've never seen before. It's Doug's Taint? <laughs> Duke Stante, I believe is how he <laughs> pronounces it. Ugly Duke, Duke Stante. And Young was Ken taking notes during that New York Post article about the TikTok guy faking his own death. Maybe y'all should just send him the article because that's 100% going to be his next escalation action when y'all dare to focus on Doug, Plowsy, and or Jackson instead of him. This was the year of, quote, injuring his shoulder in the shower, unquote. 2024 will be the year of the phony passing papa. Look at me now, idiots. He will yell after waltzing in 15 minutes late for a show on February 17th. His random appearance is met by a painful silence, and after heavily breathing into the mic for a little bit, the old boot regales us with that story about porking Patty Bowling Pin inside the condemned concession stand at Redbird Lanes. Mm. Thanks. That's from number one Asian intern Brian Henshin, a.k.a. ASMR Poly Sour Cream, going <laughs> to the game today. Make sure to tune in to 106.5 HD2 for our special ASMR Call of the Day's action. Swing, swoosh, cheers, Cracker Jack, squish, squish, bitches. <laughs> Doug, Brian Henshin. Oh, Brian Henshin. And Young again. The sun sets in the north. It lowers in the south. I love you, Plow. Thanks. That's from number one Asian intern Brian Henshin. He's Brian back. 
Yeah. It was also at like 7, 10 in the morning. We weren't. We didn't have the gears Yeah, we weren't firing. The hawk was up. Morn, I'm planning to see The Cure this weekend at Melville High School's Battle of the Band. You know, they've sold out every show they played. Oh, he's so pissed Every show they've played, they've sold out. So go see them where you want to see them. They were sold out at Bayless. It wouldn't interrupt your in-depth cardinal discussion. To get your thoughts on if I should drive overnight back to my third world country dorm or ask the fan page to book me a room at the <laughs> motel that hangs off a Helen Fitzgerald's like a goiter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I haven't been on the fan page in a few months either, by the way. I should have a few extra dollars to spend since I heard the cure isn't gouging fans for ticket prices anymore since, you know, they were never a popular band and I can't understand basic com- concepts like supply and demand. Do not DM me and offer free lodging if you're going to later make me look for your DM. Thanks. That's from a blessed pet lives here. A blessed pet lives here. That's correct. Uh, I tuned in a little late this morning, so forgive me if this was covered at the beginning of the program, but you guys already explain why you decided to live stream today's YouTube feed using a Nokia flip phone. (laughs) (laughs) At first, I thought I was accidentally watching a grainy hostage video from 1997, (laughs) but it was indeed HD2's finest sitting in the dark. I must admit that it is nice to see TMA branch out a little bit. Normally you broadcast from a poorly lit closet with bad acoustics, but today you decided to switch things up and broadcast from a poorly lit restaurant patio with bad acoustics. Mm. Only this crack staff of producers would be too dumb to figure out how the sun works. And the content, good grief, the content. (laughs) Here is an actual quote from that tiny lesbian guy who apparently (laughs) smoked all of the weed in Missouri before today's show. Quote, the sun sets in the north and goes down in the south. (laughs) It's the west, Darren. The sun sets in the west. Have you ever seen an ocean? Eat your heart out, Camo X, because this is what broadcasting excellence looks like. Five guys cloaked in darkness (laughs) rambling on about broken water heaters. Finally, does TMA Day at the ballpark come with a free hepatitis shot? Because roasting in the sun with Missouri's dumbest and dirtiest Hoosiers while they play their own personal game of man versus food <laughs> sounds like a health risk. It's not, I'm not just ready to take. Although it would be kind of cool to see Kevin Miller make out with a bunch of guys in public. Have fun at the game today, boys. Doug, that's from the JV Golf Coach. Oh, JV Golf he Coach. Brought it. Are you all going to take that? He calls you all fat. <laughs> Iggy is riling up the audience like Lech Walesa in Poland, Doug. And finally, wow, 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 TMA has returned to Ballpark Village, side of Darren's aborted lesbian stand-up comedy routine. Fortunately or unfortunately, the only audio that exists was recorded by Willie on a brick phone, and you can barely hear Blousey over Willie's own laugh track. Tip of the cap to Tom Schmidt for inviting us down to Salt and Smoke to enjoy some breakfast fries and bourbon ahead of the busman special. Former Cubs manager Leal Ilya famously ranted against attendees of day baseball saying 85% of the world is working, the other 15% comes out here. It's a playground for the sea suckers. Oh. Well, Doug, a playground for the sea suckers seems like an appropriate setting for fans of this presentation to gather for what Iggy calls gaze at the game to see our last place Redbirds try and claw back to within checks notes 13 games of 500. It's almost like hiring underqualified yes-men has finally caught up with the organization. We need better nerds, but the best nerds don't want to work in dysfunctional organizations run by insecure bosses who can't handle dissenting opinions. Pass the ass, Hanky, because Pepper and Jeannie are breaking pews this morning. We can now announce the Cardinals' opponent for their upcoming London trip will be, <laughs> dramatic pause, the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> you know, they're playing in there. Meanwhile, the A's the fans held a reverse protest in Oakland last night. And hold that thought because Iggy wants to hijack the conversation, ask when we think an MLB team will move to Las Vegas. <laughs> Never mind all that. The real question is, how much longer will the DeWitts allow this to go on until they promote Mo to a new emeritus position find a GM, president of baseball operations, to rebuild baseball operations, send Marmol, Gersh, and the rest of the Mobots packing, and beg Skip Schumacher to come home and restore this once great organization back to where it used to be when he was being fisted by Kyle Loesch. It makes me sick, mother effer, how far we done fell. 
ladies and gentlemen, that's from Buck Swope, oh. who is right there recording Let's his own well, email. Buck Swope, Buck Swope I mean, with a nice legend. little email. And a blue jacket today, yeah. Doug. That's Very a well U.S. Dressed. Open jacket. Yeah. And that's what we have for the Design Air Heating and Cooling email of oh. the day. What you got? It? Well, it's between Buck and the JV golf coach. Two good ones. But because Buck Swope made the effort to come down here, I'll vote for him. Well, we don't know the JV golf coach isn't here, do we? Well, he's not here, Okay, is he? well, then there he's you go. He's coaching golf. That's correct. Uh, Iggy, what are you going with? Uh, I don't like that he made fun of our listeners, but uh, it was funny. So I'm going to go with the JV golf coach. I go with Buck Swope, which Woo! means he has shipped the design oh, right, and cooling email today, and he's raising a glass yeah. to the... Uh, <laughs> Dean Martin. I think I would have went with JV, but Buck at the end there really killed it. Yeah. Buck Swope's pulling up some good data here on the Cardinals, and uh, I think the observation was, Buck, do you mind approaching the dais? Would you be so kind? Ladies and gentlemen, I welcome to the dais the great Buck Swope, and this time he's oh, not accosting Jackson no. for incorrect trivia answers or what he believes were incorrect trivia answers. What was the data you pulled on up, kids? Uh, the Cardinals firing managers at this point in the season with this record? I thought that was incredibly interesting. Yeah, I think uh, if you look at, they, you know, they lost their 40th game two nights ago. Last night was 41, but two nights ago they lost their 40th game and it was their 67th game of the season, 27 and 40. And if you look back to 1980, the only other time where they had got to 40 losses in fewer games was in 1980, the year uh, Ken Boyer got fired. And then, uh, so this is the second worst start since 1980. And the only other two that are close was the year that Joe Torre got fired and the year Whitey Herzog resigned. Wow, wow, now, wow. To think that they fired both Boyer and Torre, star players, MVP players for this organization, and are somehow shy about letting Marmol go was really kind of stunning. Now I think there's, think a lot, there's a lot to unpack there. Wow, so cryptic. So well, I don't know how much so there is to unpack. <laughs> All I said was they had two <laughs> great if players, a, highly if, popular if you're players. A boss, usually you have so many coaches you can go through. So just in other organizations, you hire a GM, All right, or, or you're an athletic director, you get to name your coach. He blew through Matheny. I mean, Mo named Matheny. We did Matheny. <laughs> we did Schilt. You've blown through those two. They don't want to fire another one so quickly, even though he clearly deserves to be fired. Doug, I think uh, Buck Swope might be out of something. And that's why there's a lot to unpack there. I don't know how much unpacking we really have to do. (laughs) I like that phrase, though, Buck Swope. Wonderful data and great email. Congratulations. There's the Milagro Tequila. Listener of the Month, May 2023, and our Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day winner. All right, it's TMA Day at the ballpark, Doug. We're going to join 40,000 of our friends, all TMA listeners today at Bush Stadium. And the Cardinals are going to win 11 to five. I think Plowhawks got Giants seven nothing. Correct. Uh, Doug, where are you on this? I one said again? five to three. Five three. I'll say Cardinals. I think they're due. Iggy, where are you? Uh, I said Cardinals four to one. Wow. wow. Okay, where are John Mozeliak watching this at? Why are you guys all picking the Cardinals? Uh, they Jackson? suck. Because uh, you've been watching them play lately. It's going to be uh, <laughs> eleven to seven in favor of the Cardinals. The overall hit in the second inning. Wow. How about Damn, that? Huh. Offense early, offense often. Okay. Well, there it is. Oh. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, time KG. for us to shut it down. I will be back on Monday. Uh, Stephen Wildwood, how do you feel about me? Stephen Wildwood was talking to Buck Swope. Uh, I will be off on Thursday and Friday back on Monday. Uh, Doug, uh, you guys enjoy the uh, festivities tomorrow well, and we will. Friday. I don't know how we can, but we'll try. Thank you, Iggy. Core and four. The, uh, U.S. Open. Uh, we'll be at Bush Stadium here for TMA Day at the ballpark. Thank you to the great Tom Schmidt and all of the wonderful people at Salt and Smoke. If you haven't been to this Tom. location. My God, what a setup. Salt and Smoke at Ballpark Villages. And the food is choice, of course. Uh, thank you to Salt and Smoke for having us. Thank you to Doty for setting up the broadcast bright and early this morning. And thank you to all the listeners for uh, coming down here for the festivities today. We hope to see you over at Bush Stadium as well. For the Plowhawk, for Action Jackson, for Kenneth Iggy Strode, for my brother Kevin and for Douglas Elvin Vaughn, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been the Ryan Kelly Morning After from the Michelob Ultra Studios on the road today at Salt and Smoke at Ballpark Village.